0: Hello, and welcome to the Love Life Connection podcast, a podcast for smart, successful women who feel like they have it all except love. I'm your host, Veronica Grant, a love and life coach. And today I'll be joined by a guest to give you an inside look at the work I do with my clients. This is your opportunity to learn through someone else's experience. They may even ask a question you have or one you haven't even thought of yet. So keep an open mind, open heart, and let's dive in. Hello and welcome to episode number 323 of the Love Life Connection podcast. Thank you so much for tuning in. As always, I'm super excited to be back in your earbuds again this week. And I just wanna send a big warm welcome to all of the new listeners here. I know there's quite a few new folks coming in From one of the summits that I was just in, and I've noticed some new downloads. So welcome. I hope you get comfortable and stay a while. One thing that you can do is you can either just, you know, scroll the archives on wherever you're listening to this podcast and look for some episodes that resonate. You can also go to veronicagrant.com forward slash podcast. And if you scroll to the bottom of that page, there's actually a search bar and you can type in your question or your topic or your keywords for whatever you need, you know, help with specifically in your love life and that will actually populate a list of episodes that are relevant to you. The other thing that you can do while you're there is, if you are interested in coming onto the show and getting some free coaching with me, then there is also a link. I think it's right above the search bar um, that says something along the lines of "want to come on the show and be coached." It's something like that. You can click that link, and that will take you to a Google form. You fill out that form, and then if I am currently doing uh, or recording coaching episodes then that will take you to my calendar. You book your call. If I'm not currently doing coaching episodes, then that will get you onto my wait list. And my assistant Jess will get in touch with you when it's time to schedule your call with me. Okay, so today's episode is a coaching call with Jada, and she is asking such a beautiful and also universal question, which is, how do I feel good enough? How do I get rid of the story that something's wrong with me or that I'm not good enough for the love that I want? And I know that you can probably relate to this because honestly, I think the feeling of not feeling enough or not being enough is universal. I think that if we were to look at everyone's core wounds and our own patterns and our own inner child and our own beliefs, I think it would all come down to enoughness. Now, it might manifest itself in different ways as future tripping or people pleasing or sabotaging or being a poor me or whatever it is, but I think it all ultimately comes down to enoughness. So if you struggle to not feel good enough or to feel like you're not enough for the love that you want, or even if you feel like you're not smart enough, or not pretty enough, or not thin enough, if there's some kind of word around enough in a belief that you might be holding, or a story that you might be holding, then you're going to love my conversation with Jada. So without further ado, let's get right to it. Hi, Jada, welcome to the show. How can I help today?
2: Hi, thank you for having me. So my main question comes from actually your day four of the summer love school.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And-
2: from your um, podcast that you downloaded today? Um, the dating break one? Uh, yes. Okay. It definitely brought up a lot, a lot of things that I wanted to talk about. So, um, my main question is how do you go about kind of feeling like you are good enough? And I, I don't really know how I should word it. Um, how to feel good enough? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, basically. It can
0: be and, a simple question. It doesn't have to
1: yeah, be.
2: and kind of getting rid of a story because with you talking about the inner child work, it definitely brought up my inner child and in making me feel like I have such a story. Mm-hmm. Um, and I know is, that it-
0: What is the story or when did the story start? I would say
2: probably when I was 10 or 11, mm-hmm. like middle school, sixth grade. So I definitely bring that story and and all that trauma and hurt into my relationships, whether it's with a guy or whether it's with friends. I know I bring it up a lot and and I put a lot of pressure on people Mm -hmm. to kind of satisfy things that I don't have satisfied in myself. So I was wondering if you have any advice
1: on that or how to
0: go about fixing that. (sighs) All right, well, I don't have advice, but I can definitely guide you to your own answers. Mm-hmm. So tell me a little bit more about 10 or 11. When did this uh, not enough story happen? What happened?
2: Okay. So when I was in sixth grade, um, I was being bullied by someone that I called my best friend.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: And it was actually around the time where my mom was, she was deployed. And so I had to stay with my father and my father wasn't really in my life growing up. So um, he came over here and he watched us and, well, me and my brother. And when I was getting bullied, he used to tell me all the time, like, if you were my daughter, you would you would fight her. If you were my daughter, you would this. If you were my daughter, you would that. And that just isn't in my nature. <laughs> I'm not that aggressive. I, I like to keep the peace. And yeah, that summer he just, he continue to tell me if you were my daughter or, you know, you're too fat, you're, you know, like I would never, you know, claim you as my daughter because you're too fat or you're too this. And yeah, he was drinking, but that always, you know, kind of stuck to the back in, you know, the back of my head. So when I date, well, the
0: drinking is not an excuse.
2: Yeah. Okay. (laughs) Yeah, you're right. Uh But yeah. So when I date, I, um, I automatically, the first thing I think is, you know, they're not going to like me because I'm fat. So, you know, do, like eliminate that from your head. Like no one's going to like you because you're fat. And then that that's definitely number one. And then two with friendships is mostly like, I want to feel accepted and I want them to constantly tell me, you know, I love you and I'm here for you. and And I know that it's not everyone's love language. It's not everyone, how everyone acts. So I expect a lot. And I don't, when I don't receive it, I kind of lash out or I make them feel like they're not, doing for me what I need to
0: do for myself.
1: Mm -hmm.
0: And what about mom? I know you said she was deployed. Mm -hmm. What was it like with her growing up? Since she's
2: a single mother, she was always just very, kind of just didn't show emotion, you know, had to pay the bills, had to get everything done and didn't show us behind the scenes. Mm -hmm. So when I would cry or when I would, because I'm very, very emotional, when I would cry, Or when I would just lash out in an emotional way, she would shut down or she would just make me feel, I know she didn't mean to, but she would make me feel a little bit lesser Mm -hmm. because I am very emotional. Mm -hmm. So that always turned me off from there. And then when I felt like, you know, I didn't have my father as well, I just, I I don't know, I I would feel very, very lonely. And that was a lot growing up until I was kind of able to voice myself and tell her how I was feeling. So I know that has a big toll on that. I even told her today, I said, just so you know, I'm going to be talking about you because <laughs> it, it definitely so, is one."
0: Well, what I love about this is it sounds like you connected a lot of dots. We don't really need to spend much time there. So yeah. my next question is, what healing have you done? Because I know you, I mean, you listened to the show, listened to my class on Inner Child today. So I'm just kind of curious to know, like, well, what have you done to Inner Child just so I can meet you where you are?
2: With inner child, not much. Um, I listen to a lot of your podcasts or, or the mm-hmm. things you talk about um, along the lines of inner child, but mm-hmm. independently, I haven't done much. Okay.
1: With that. Okay. okay. Got
0: it. So we can go back to 10 or 11 when you were staying with your dad that summer. My view is that this pattern started before that. 10 or 11, in the grand scheme of things, in our development and of our unconscious beliefs, is a little old.
1: Mm-hmm
0: right? So this pattern probably started before that, but I want to just start with whatever's the strongest <laughs> memory that's coming up because that's going to help you tap in the most, unless there's another memory that feels
1: stronger than.
2: Well, before that, um, we moved cause I used to live in New York, which is where he lives. Um, we moved from him when I was six, seven, I was seven. Mm-hmm. So that's when I left him. And I moved to Florida and ever since I haven't been living with him, I haven't been around him. And then that summer when I was 11 was when it happened, when all of that happened. so it was kind of like, I didn't have him around in the first place and then he comes and he, you know, thinks that he's, you know, this big father role and that he, he has the authority and the right to, you know, treat me the way he did. So,
0: well, Even though he wasn't present in your life from the ages of seven to 10 or 11, doesn't mean he wasn't there. His lack of presence was a presence. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like your child self probably realized, oh, other people have, you know, two parents at home or whatever, but I don't. Yeah, exactly. And so there might have been some feelings of abandonment. There might have been some feelings of, oh, I guess I'm not good enough or something's wrong with me and that's why dad doesn't live here like like kids don't understand why parents don't live together
1: okay right
0: and like I know that you know that or know why parents don't live together as an adult but your inner little girl like if you haven't done inner child work like she doesn't understand why dad doesn't live with them okay right and and for the most part like the only logical explanation is well they're not here so it must be me
2: okay yeah that makes a lot of sense
0: Okay. So when you think about your childhood and you think about the difficult relationship with your dad, and then the, it seems more of like, maybe just like transactional relationship with your mom, you know, like she took care, she took care of things, but it wasn't like she was an emotional support for you. It sounds like. So when you think of all of that, how old do you feel? Don't worry about the memory or what memories are coming up. Just how old do you feel?
2: I would say probably like eight. Like a little girl. Definitely little.
1: Yeah. Okay. Okay. So go ahead and close your eyes for me. And tell me when you can see your eight-year-old self in your mind's eye. I kind of just see her in a corner.
2: There's, even if it's in her room, I don't know. I kind of just see her in a corner.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: thinking and just
1: trying to of everything. Mhm. Mhm. How's she feeling? Sad. Yeah. Tell me more. Mm-hmm. What's the story going through her head right now?
2: She just feels like she doesn't fit in anywhere. Whether it's with her cousins or her brother or her parents or friends,
1: she doesn't really fit in anywhere. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So she feels sad. What else does she feel? Overwhelmed. Yeah, definitely overwhelmed. Because she feels like
2: she has to just be more than what she is to get what she wants, if that makes
1: mm-hmm. sense. Mm-hmm. Yeah,
0: makes perfect sense.
2: Yeah. Like, if I want friends or if I want someone to like me, I have to do X, Y, and Z, even though I wouldn't really
1: do that. hmm Yeah. Yeah. What would you want her to know? What would you want to tell her?
2: That she's loved and that it's okay to be emotional. It's okay to not have everyone be your friend. It's okay to not have everyone like you.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Anything else?
2: And that everyone else's opinion isn't what matters. hmm Think about yourself.
1: hmm <laughs> Yeah, that's big. <laughs> Yeah. Anything else you want to say? No, I think that's it. Okay. When you're ready, you can open your eyes. How does that feel?
2: (sighs) Overwhelming, (laughs) (laughs) but it was nice. It was something that I've always told myself I would tell my kids in the future. Like, you know, you're loved and that you can, you know, it's crazy that the things I t- always told myself I would tell my kids is what I should be telling my inner child.
0: Yeah, I think that's a pretty good rule to live by, <laughs> to yeah. go by. Here's what I want to know. You know, you weren't, basically you were rejected by your father. You weren't accepted by him. And then your mom, I don't know if I would say she rejected you, but she certainly wasn't there for you. Yeah. But you needed her to be there. Mm -hmm. and as a kid that gets translated as I'm not loved. And then obviously the rejection, yes, that gets translated as I'm not loved or I don't belong or I'm not safe. And those are the three things that we need as humans, love, safety, and belonging. So my question is this, have you ever really acknowledged how painful that is?
2: I don't think so. To be honest, no.
0: Especially for like a little seven or eight year old.
2: No. Because every time I think about that, I think about, I'm an empath. Like I, I'm very empathetic. So when
0: I well, Okay. About, I'm just going to pause you there because you've yeah. said you're emotional a lot. Do you feel other people's emotions, but not your own emotions? Yeah. The reason why I asked you this is because, you know, people have different experiences. So I'm not like, you know, trying to judge or compare, but sometimes I have people do inner child work and it's like, I'm just kind of talking to them logically. Sometimes. They're just like sobbing and just like all the stuff's coming up. And then there's, you know, usually most people are in between. I definitely could feel you got something from your, that experience of talking to your inner child. But at the same time, I was just like, uh, I don't know. She's not quite there emotionally, Uh right? Because there's a lot of pain in your life and you needed to cut yourself off from that pain in order to just survive it.
2: Yeah. See, I I think what I do is I, even if I think about my own pain, I think about things that matter more or things that are more painful in not, not just in other people's life, but in my life, if I've been through something bigger
0: than my father. What's more painful than your own parents rejecting you? When you put it that way, maybe (laughs) everything else doesn't matter. First of all, I don't think it's helpful to compare pain. Like that's just not helpful at all or comparing your pain or someone else's pain or like whatever. Like it's all collective healing. It's all collective pain in my opinion. So like if you heal your pain, you're helping the collective. Like I truly believe that. So let's just like clear that up. Right. Yeah. But like, I don't think you've, and I think this is probably why you need the support from other people, whether it's friendships or partners and then why you eventually lash out it's because, yeah, you're not getting what you need from them. Like, yeah, I mean, I think we know that. Like, that's that's clear. And there's like a little bit of a, what's the word? Like an imbalance there. Like there's a void that you want these people to fill. Yeah, I get that. But I think it's also just that you're not feeling your own feelings and you're feeling their feelings.
2: Yeah, I could see that.
0: Okay, so close your eyes for me again. <laughs> when you think of your dad rejecting you, and your mom not really being there on a scale of one to 10 where do you feel that emotionally
2: 10 being the worst or
0: oh yeah sorry 10 being the worst
2: <laughs> definitely like a 10 you feel that mm-hmm.
1: and what does that feel like
2: pretty shitty excuse my language
0: It's <laughs> okay where do you feel in your body
1: my heart what does that feel like? Very heavy. Mm-hmm. Very
2: heavy.
0: And then I want you to kind of embody your inner child right now. So just like pretend like you were your eight year old self.
1: How much does she feel the pain? That. Scale one to ten. Where is she? Probably like a ten. Mm-hmm. Where does she feel it? In her heart. Mm-hmm. You can open your eyes. When you feel that pain, what do you want to do? Like, what's your, what's your, and what's your instinct? What's the gut reaction?
2: Feel better. Make myself know that it, you know make myself remember that I have people around that love me and that, you know, see, I under, I, minimize.
0: Are you giving me the answer that you think you're supposed to say? Or are you giving me no. like, what?
2: No, <laughs> um, I just, I try to minimize how I feel like, because I'm like, Oh, but there I have go. so much more around me. I have, my yeah. mom, even though me and my mom are way closer now, but you know, I try to say I have my mom, and I have this person, I have this person. So why do I feel uh-huh.
0: so Uh huh. And can you see how that's a form of emotional suppression?
1: Yeah. Yeah.
0: I wouldn't expect anything less to like for you to feel. And look, I'm not trying to make you feel crappy or painful or pain <laughs> or whatever. Like it's not my goal. But yeah. you kind of do need to feel it in order to clear it.
1: So, yeah.
0: And if you keep like pushing it down, like oh, I shouldn't feel like this, or oh, I have so much to be grateful for. Both of those things can be true. You can be totally grateful for where you are in your life and feel deep pain.
1: Yeah.
0: Like we live in this either or society, and why can't it be both? I can't, there's room for both. And so, you know, like when you feel the pain, yes, I want you to make yourself feel better, but not by, you know, what if I, what the, the most annoying thing is like, you know, let's say you're to be like, oh, I just feel so sad. Like this guy broke up with me and I was like, oh, don't be sad. That guy was a jerk. <laughs> <laughs> like, Is it helpful? Like maybe for no, a half minute it's helpful, but like in the end you're like, no, but I just want to be sad right now. Or I want to be mad. Exactly. And I want to be heard. Yeah, exactly. And yeah, if I were to tell you how to feel or how I think you should feel, like I'm totally shutting you down. It yeah. feel good.
2: Oh, wow. To think about it like that.
0: Yeah. And when I, and when I, and when you shut yourself down, I think it's way more painful. And that's basically what you're doing. You're like, you're like, you shouldn't feel like this. Get over it. Yeah. It's not nice. Yeah. So what would you do for, you know, okay. Going back to your future Mm eight-year-old, like not your inner child, but like your future eight-year-old, the child you're going to have. Yeah. And let's say she was feeling a lot of pain for whatever reason.
1: And she came to you with it. What would you do?
2: I would sit down with her or him, talk to them, let them know, kind of, you know, explain a little bit of my past, but not make it about me. Mm -hmm. Uh, Let them know that, you know, you're you're human. It happens. People go through the things that they go through. And and I don't want you to (laughs) suppress what you're feeling or how you're feeling Mm -hmm. because, you know, things are going on around you or, or things around you are so bad. I want you to feel how you're feeling and I want you to work through it, but also know that you're, you know, you're not alone.
0: Mm-hmm. And also to let them know that they are enough.
2: Yeah, it's a big one. You're You're enough. Yeah, definitely.
0: Yeah. Yeah. So what's coming up for you?
2: trying to remind myself that I'm
1: enough.
0: Yeah. Well, it's really reminding your inner child that you're enough.
1: Yeah. Because
0: she's what's causing, or she's what's creating the unconscious behaviors, beliefs,
1: all that kind of stuff.
2: Yeah. That makes a lot of sense. Because I don't, I definitely don't do that Mm -hmm. at all, especially for my inner child. If I might do it sometimes (laughs) for myself now, but definitely not for my inner
0: child. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So some ways you can do it for your inner child are, I mean, the journaling, the meditation. I talk about that in the video. Um, Also, um, do you have a picture of yourself from around eight years old? Do you have it hanging up? I have it on my phone, but I can get it hanging up. (laughs) Yeah. I think unless it's like your lock screen or your background screen or something, I would have it somewhere where your eyes are going to pass by it on a regular basis every day Okay. Um, that way. So that when you see it, it's just a reminder like, Oh yeah. Sending man or child love. Does that make sense?
2: Yeah. That makes a lot of sense.
0: The other thing is learning to self-soothe. Okay. And thinking about what would you tell your eight-year-old self? What would you want her to know? Or your future eight-year-old, however helps you to connect mm-hmm. and allow yourself just to feel. What happens when like, A two-year-old is really upset, and they start crying. And the parents just like let them like ride it out.
2: They get over it eventually. Exactly. (laughs) (laughs) They're not like, oh, I shouldn't
0: cry. I shouldn't cry.
2: Wow. (laughs) You know (laughs) what I mean? It's it's crazy to think about it like that because I I never do, but Mm -hmm. I mean, it's true. Mm -hmm. You let them do it. Why can't I?
1: Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm.
0: Yeah. So. Explore what comes up for you when you, you know, when you let yourself just cry and to feel, you know, however you feel, or without judgment. That's the key. It's like people will say, Veronica, I feel sad all the time. And I'm like, Yeah, but are you judging yourself for feeling sad? That's also a suppression.
2: I feel like that's what doesn't get me anywhere, is I I'm sad, but I'm like, oh, get over it. You, you, mm-hmm. you need to get over it. And then, mm-hmm. you know, I wonder why I don't date or I wonder why everything, you know, every time I do date, I push them away and because I'm not working on myself and I'm not yeah. working on Yeah. You know, are you I'm dating, dating right now? Not dating anyone specifically, no.
0: Okay. But are you like active? Are you open? Are you on the apps the or whatever? Active, <laughs> okay. I would just be open to dating yourself right now.
2: Yeah, I agree.
0: Yeah. And I wouldn't even say you're like open for business, you know, at all. Like just focus on really dating yourself and really just creating the relationship that you want with someone else, but with yourself right now. Yeah. I think that's going to be in your, in your highest good for your friends. Do you have some friends that you feel like are, you know, you know, the really good friends that you can talk to that really do love you?
2: I definitely just went through like a big detox of a, of a lot of friends. So yeah. I
0: oh, good. Good. Three good ones. <laughs> good. Good. I think it's really helpful if you feel comfortable, at least with one of them sharing a little bit about what you're working on. Okay. Does that feel like something you can do? Definitely.
1: Okay. Okay.
0: Yeah. I find sharing, especially, especially because this pattern does show up in friendships and not just, you know, romantic partnerships. I do think it's worth talking to your friends about it, and also helping, and they can, and, you know, if they really, I shouldn't say if they really love you. I hate that. If they really love you, but you know, if there's like a true connection, you know, and assuming that you know you've judged them right, like be able to hold you accountable, but like in a really loving, supportive way. Okay. Yeah. Rather than to be like you're being a bitch, you know, like that's not going to be helpful. <laughs> but if instead they're like, "Hey Jada, you know, I know we talked about da 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 da, da and I just, I just feel like you're feeling a little." triggered right now. And you're wanting me to give you something that I'm just not able. Wow. Yeah.
2: yeah, And every everything you're saying, I know exactly what friend I would ask.
0: Because, <laughs> Good. Yeah. 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 So tell her what's going on, what you're working on, and then ask for some accountability and ask, I mean, make sure, be clear that you're asking for loving accountability, you know, and I think that can help you kind of check yourself sometimes because it's one thing to sit on a call and you're like, Oh my God, this makes so much sense. And like, I I want it to make sense. If it doesn't make sense, obviously that's not a good thing, but it's a whole other ball game. Once you get into the quote unquote real world and you're actually triggered by something. Mm -hmm. And so when you can have like an ally or, you know, a friend or, you know, I mean, a coach is obviously really helpful. I'm biased. I'm a coach, but a a coach doesn't see you all the time. Like, you know, right. So like, I think to have someone in your life that can be like, Hey, I see you slipping back into this old pattern. You asked me to hold you accountable. And so I just want to point this out for you. And then you've got the tools to, to work with it, to um, you know, connect with your inner child and ask her, what does she need in this moment? And then give that to yourself.
2: Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. Yeah. De- mm-hmm. I can see that definitely being <laughs> exactly what I need right now. Just Good.
0: Hold to- Good.
2: myself accountable.
0: Good. Was this helpful? Very. Good. Do you feel complete with this, or is there a string not tied up in a bow yet?
2: No, I feel like if anything, it's it's just kind of like a achy heart. <laughs> like I I know, and I and I touched on it a lot. So now it's a matter of just letting that open wound and you know clean it. And yeah,
0: yeah, it's hard and it's scary. And sometimes, you know, I tell my clients I'm like, "There's a good chance you're going to feel." a lot crappier before you get better. Yeah. <laughs> and that's just because all the feelings were coming up, all these feelings right. that you've been repressing for however many years. Uh, so if you feel a little more emotional over the next week or two, I would say that you're right on track. That's probably
2: cool. <laughs> okay. Good to know.
0: <laughs> all right. Well, thank you so much.
2: Thank you so much for having me.
0: Thank you so much to Jada for coming onto the show. I so appreciate your vulnerability and your openness and you're willing to dig deep. I also just love working with someone who is just so coachable, meaning that you just have an open mind and you're willing to ask the big questions and to answer the big questions or to be curious about them and to not have an agenda coming into our coaching conversation. And that makes it a great experience for you because you're going to just get so many more insights and ahas and connect some more dots and heal even more. So so thank you, thank you. All right, so you'll notice that Jada had already connected some of the dots. So I didn't have to do a lot of probing, and we could go right into the healing. Now, you might have noticed on some episodes here when I'm coaching some women that I have to do a lot more probing. They're not exactly sure why they're attracting this kind of person or that kind of relationship. And that's totally fine. People are at different parts of their journey. And honestly, that's to be expected. So with Jada, she was rejected by her father. And that's painful. I can't even begin to imagine how painful that is. As a kid, Jada said she felt overwhelmed. And my guess is she just felt overwhelmed by the sheer amount of pain she felt, but didn't have the tools or the resources or the space or the place or the people to help her process it and deal with it. So a big part of her healing journey, at least in the beginning part of it, is to simply allow herself to feel the pain that she never really felt as a kid. Now, Jada said she is an empath, and I want to be clear, that doesn't make you weak. I believe when you learn to work with that part of you, you guys are going to be some of the best mothers and caretakers and partners that we can learn from. And here's the thing about empaths or highly sensitive people your life feels overwhelming because you're feeling everyone's feelings around you, right? And the way to slow that down is to obviously build some emotional boundaries around you so you're not feeling everyone's crap. But that's really hard to do and impossible to do, I think, when you haven't felt your own feelings. And that's because you really do want to feel something. You're an empath. You like feeling emotion. It's how you connect. And since you're not feeling your feelings, There's a part of you that wants to feel other people's feelings, but then doesn't get your own emotional needs met. And so it just kind of spirals. And so that's why Jada would lash out at her friends or push people away. And she was overwhelmed with other people's stuff. And when she wasn't getting her own emotional needs met them, she was really unable to provide for herself emotionally. So it just created like this sticky and toxic and frustrating and what the hell do I do now type of situation. And it was really a continuation of her childhood in many ways. So when she can feel her own emotions, she'll be able to connect with her inner child in a deeper way, which will then allow her to access that part of her that ultimately doesn't feel enough. And from there, she can heal that wound. From there, she can fill that void herself so that she's not looking for others to do that for her. And that's going to give her the strength she needs to create boundaries and therefore healthier friendships and romantic partners. And I want to end this episode by saying this, if one or both of your parents rejected you or didn't accept you, it's not your fault. There's nothing wrong with you and there's nothing about yourself you need to fix or change or be unbroken from. Your parent was in a lot of pain and your children brings up adult core wounds. I don't think your parent was a bad person. I just don't think he or she had the tools necessary to deal with their pain And they took it out on you, and I'm so sorry for that, and you don't deserve that. I also want you to know that whatever limiting beliefs you took on from your parents, your first step to releasing that belief is to feel your feelings. If you can't feel your feelings, you won't be able to access your inner child and do the healing work necessary to move on and to have bigger, better more expansive thoughts about yourself and what's possible for you in this world. I know that can feel really hard or even impossible to begin to unpack everything and feel everything. And listen, there is a reason why it is so healing and powerful to have someone hold the space for you. There is a reason why it's so effective for someone to be like, look, we're going to do this first, and then we're going to do this, and then we're going to do this because the overwhelm is real, the confusion is real. And also it's just really, again, like I said, it's hard to hold the space for yourself. I've been taking yoga classes for over 20 years and I still need to go to a yoga class, whether it's on Zoom or in person, doesn't really matter. But I need to have someone hold that space, create that space, because the second I try to unroll my mat and do a yoga practice, like I'm just gonna make up my own thing. Again, I know how to do it. I've been teaching it for a long time. I've been taking yoga for even longer I can't do it. I'll get distracted. I'll get bored. I want to check my phone. I'm like, "Ah, I don't know what I'm doing here. Why am I even doing this? I can't do it, right? I need someone to hold that space for me. So it's not wrong or bad or weak. It's just a little bit of self awareness. Like, wow, I'm really holding a lot in my love life and my relationships just really aren't working and learning to text this or say this or do this. It clearly isn't serving me. It's not getting me to where I want to go. I need someone to support me in doing the deeper work so that I can change my relationships from the inside out. So if that's where you are, and if that resonates, my conversation with Jaina resonated today, I would be so honored to guide you and to work with you. So if you are interested in taking that next step with me, the next step for you right now is to go to veronicagrant.com forward slash coaching. There is a form for you to fill out. I deeply appreciate thoughtful answers. And then once you submit that form, that will take you to my calendar where you can book your introductory call. This introductory call is not a coaching call. It's not a brain picking session. It's also not like a hard pitch, hard sales call. I'm simply going to ask you some questions so I can understand where you are better. So I can be A, sure that I can help you with the problem that you have. And then B, you can get a sense for who I am, my personality, my style, my philosophy, all that kind of stuff, just so you can make sure it's a good fit for you as well. If you like my show, if you resonate with me, um, the philosophy I have and the coaching episodes I have specifically, then I'm sure like it'll probably be a, a good fit. It's just nice to also have that back and forth to where I'm like actually talking with you or talking, we're talking with each other and not me just talking to you in your earbuds on your walk or on your drive, wherever you are right now. All right. So if you are, again, interested in taking that next step with me, veronicagrant.com forward slash coaching is the place for you. And as always, I really appreciate your ratings and reviews. It helps me to organically grow the show. So wherever you are listening, it literally takes a second just to tap some stars. If you have an extra 30 seconds and you're on Apple Podcasts, then you can leave a review and I would be deeply grateful for that as well. All right, my dear, I will see you next week. Thanks for listening to the Love Life Connection podcast. You can find the show notes for this episode at veronicagrant.com forward slash podcast. And that's also the place you can sign up to be coached by me here on the show. And if you love this podcast, please leave a review over on Apple Podcasts. It helps more incredible women like you find this show and find real love. Until next time, remember, wherever you are is exactly where you need to be. You're not broken and you don't need to be fixed. Just because you've never had the relationship you want before doesn't mean you can't have it now.